Well, hello. Welcome or welcome back. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird, a one and done episode. Our relaxed episode where Cassie reads me a list that I know nothing about (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I respond and say (laughs) what I say what at least 50 to 75 times I have a quota (laughs) we do we you you do have a quota (laughs) um all right so let's just get straight away into it I decided to scour the the corners of the internet for the weirdest funniest news in the last couple months so that's what we're getting into these are always my favorite I love, yeah, I love a weird news uh, list. Is it listicle just another word for list? I think so. That's kind of sounds like testicle? Yes, a listicle. Okay. I like it. I didn't just um, make it up. Oh, you didn't? I've never heard anybody <laughs> say that before. <laughs> now I'm afraid I did just make it up. Fuck. <laughs> cut, ev- cut everything out I just said, me. <laughs> Tomorrow when I'm editing this, because we we edit our own show. Okay. Uh, jokes on the listeners, because we don't really edit the one and done. Yeah, I'm, none of that's coming out. That's I'm actually just going to play that on a loop for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> All right. So our first story, it comes from NPR.org, and it it's pretty exciting. Um, there's a new perfume on the market. From the Idaho Potato Commission. <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the aroma of French fries. Okay. <laughs> this is real. This is real. Okay. So, okay. quote, whether you're at a drive through restaurant or dining in, it's nearly impossible not to grab a fry and take a bite before you drive your meal home or wherever. I don't end quote. I don't know why I picked a quote with an error in it. <laughs> um, so Jamie Jamie Hingham, president and CEO of the Idaho Potato Commission, which is a state-ran program to promote potatoes from Idaho, which I didn't know we needed one of those. Who's, who hasn't heard of potatoes is what I want to know. <laughs> the CEO said that the smell is too good to resist. And the name of this? Frit. Frit. The French. Oh, the French word for. French French fries. <laughs> the French word for potato or French fry. We're not sure. Yeah, I think because, so. well, I looked up potato and it was like steak three different words. Frites. Steak yes, and fries. Steak fries. Fri- yeah. Frites. So uh, um, it, it actually, I think it sold out. I couldn't find it on their website. So I'm sorry. This is not breaking news. This is not hot potato news. Okay. Oh, hot potato news. That's what we're calling the episode. It was released around Valentine's Day, so you could get your partner Obviously. Mm-hmm. a beautiful uh, perfume for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. It was going for a dollar eighty nine per one point seven ounce bottle, which is a steal of a deal. Oh, I'm you- happy that that's the price point. I'm gonna say that actually, it's a redeeming quality for me. Well. Yes, because you can't even buy French fries to organically smell like French fries for a dollar eighty-seven, eighty-nine. Excuse me, a dollar eighty-nine. You just, you're just buying French fries to kind of dab all over your body. Keep <laughs> sprinkle a few in your pocket, you know. Tuck a few in your cleavage. Listen, if I was a dancer, mm-hmm. my scent would be frit, 
from the Idaho Potato Commission. I wonder if I could find it on eBay. It's probably going for like $300. Idaho Potato Commission, will you please be our first sponsor? Yes. (laughs) We will sell the shit out of potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) So they're sold out. I couldn't find it on their website, but they do sell merch, which is kind of cool. They have a t-shirt, which is, you know, those shirts, like usually in butchers or restaurants, it's like the pig. And then it has like the lines (laughs) of the part. They Uh have a potato. Oh, and I love that. It's mapped out hash browns, french fries, tater tots. Oh, that's cute. Um, mashed potatoes. That's really cute. And they also have a miniature big rig with a giant potato strapped down with trains. Mm-hmm. So okay. that, that was cool. And they have a potato peeler, which uh, I don't know, seems a little... Wow. That's kind of offensive, but it's fine. <laughs> um this is like very much in line with what KFC has been doing for a while with their chicken scented fireplace logs. Wait, what? I didn't know those were a thing. KFC around the holidays sells fire logs, like fire starters that smell like KFC chicken. And they also have a lot of merch. I just feel like this is the way I think future Tiffany I'm only going to dress in joke merch, like from here on out. I it might get me fired. It might make me the laughing stock of the PTA. I might lose friends over it. Not me. All I all I need is you. I'm here till the end. I don't care if you smell like French fries or a, a fried chicken, uh, instant starter log. How about I, both? I love it. I you know I don't. That's probably not the healthiest thing to inhale. I I would have questions about the chemicals that you're inhaling with that fire It's log. probably just covered in the secret blend of herbs and spices, I would think. <laughs> have I ever told you this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this whole list, this whole episode is just going to be this first story. Uh, okay. I, did I ever tell you a story about the lady that my mom used to work with? and the chicken skin incident no what okay my mom works at a grocery store deli Mm -hmm. and you know they make fried chicken and um Mm -hmm. rotisserie chickens Mm -hmm. and she had this woman working there and the skin was going missing from the rotisserie chickens Oh God, no! <laughs> this I buy chick. I buy rotisserie chicken once a week. I don't like where this is going. It no, not the the food was not compromised. Oh, okay, okay. But she found that that woman was working a shift and she was walking around with a gallon size Ziploc bag with something in it. And my mom was like, "What is in that bag?" She was peeling off the chicken skin, putting it in a Ziploc bag to snack on it throughout the day. How is this not compromising the food? She's <laughs> She's peeling part of the food off of the chicken. Well, they do make their chicken salad from the rotisserie chicken, so they had to peel the skin anyways, but she was preemptively oh. peeling the skin, saving I was thinking, it. I was thinking she was peeling it off the ones that are in the little cartons up front for people to buy, and then no. you go get home and there'd just be a naked chicken in the package. <laughs> no. It's breasts I would... fully exposed. <laughs> oh, my God. So that will forever go. I like sometimes we talk about that and we crack up laughing. Maybe she was on a high protein diet. Well, maybe. I mean, there's the chicken skin arguably is the best part of the chicken. It's delicious. And my husband, I told him that story and he almost 
made a Craigslist lost connections. If he would have known this woman in real life, I, there would have been real potential for some competition. You were the woman walking around the Save Mart with a gallon Ziploc bag full of rotisserie chicken skins. I yes, was the and- guy drooling, staring at you down the aisle. <laughs> and to this day, he really believes that she's the one who got away. <laughs> So I'm like, well, whatever. If you love it, let it go. You know what I mean? Like, go live your best life in the, with you and your chicken skin girlfriend. Oh, chicken skin girlfriend. <laughs> um, all right. So our next uh, news story is also food related. Um, okay. So Krish Jagerder was raised vegetarian, meaning that most fast food places are kind of off the table. Mm-hmm. but not the national treasure Taco Bell. They have lots of vegetarian options. Mm-hmm. And just one of those options is the Mexican pizza. Taco, Ooh. Yeah. Taco Bell's creation was developed in 1985, and it was first called the Pizzazz Pizza, <laughs> um, which bring that name back. <laughs> Please. Um, and it has gained a strong following since its debut. Mm-hmm. So Krish would go to Taco Bell and he would substitute the meat for beans. And that was his favorite vegetarian fast food snack. Easy swap out. Not, not a big change in flavor or composition with that swap. So that's a good one. Absolutely. But in 2020, Taco Bell tried to make the worst year on record even worse by discontinuing the Mexican pizza. We don't know who they were trying to fuck with, but it pissed a lot of people off. So Krish rallied to bring it back, and he started a change.org petition that <laughs> gathered more than 170,000 signatures. That's incredible. Yes. So, quote, I sent it out to my friends and family, and I mean it when I say that petition started spreading like wildfire through text message chains, email chains, like I'm talking about old Indian uncles and aunties that are sharing it in their groups. So Taco Bell saw the petition, and they got in touch with Krish, and they said, quote, this is him quoting, they're like, hey, we're bringing back the Mexican pizza. And, you know, we're super, super appreciative of everything you did to really kind of stoke the desire to, uh, for the revival of it. Um, and that is it's pretty exciting that one man who loved the Mexican pizza could bring it back. He resurrected it. Totally. And um, so I just thought that was was really cool so the mexican pizza comes back on menus may 19th i'll see you there i'll see you there um that story reminds me of another touching story about how one person can really make a difference that old tale about throwing starfish back on the beach (laughs) god if you if your school counselor that one (laughs) did not have that on the walls of their office did you even go to school oh my gosh the moon Land among the stars like Christian. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Keep hanging in there. And it's that little kitty, <laughs> little kitty. like about yeah. to fall to its death. <laughs> I wonder where that cat is now. He fell. He's dead. Oh. Makes sense. Yeah. They they it was a they just snapped the picture right before 
<laughs> the the branch was actually hanging off of the edge of a super tall building which the was grand canyon a, it was a weird choice um all right so this next story comes from the mirror and this is a very creepy paranormal news story okay. um this is and i'm to keep i'm going to read from, from the article just to so i i just want to get this these facts straight so okay. this is by uh Julia Bannum, uh, and it was published March 2nd, 2022. So as a collector of weird things, Dan Smith claimed, and this is an alias. I don't think he wants his name to be known. So Dan Smith claims he was struck by the strangeness of a painting that he spotted during a visit to a local flea market. The woman at the market allegedly warned Dan against buying the artwork, but he chose not to listen. So the artwork in question shows two children's dolls seated together against a green blue back. Oh yes, a green blue background. One of them a blonde baby doll, and the other one is a Raggedy Ann style doll. So the the scariest dolls. He he wanted the picture of the world's scariest dolls. Yes. Um, he thought it looked. Um, okay. So Dan claimed that when he saw the picture it initially made him think of rebirth is okay what's the weird one here the picture or dan because it's questionable at this point i'm a little worried about dan yes but he's since changed his mind and feels the picture only represents the ending of things okay yes (laughs) okay (laughs) so since buying the artwork he alleges to have experienced a downward spiral destroying his health sleep and his beloved pet hamster oh no yes um so now he's trying to get rid of it on ebay um probably shouldn't have shared this story (laughs) probably could have kept should have kept that to himself before he tried to sell it yeah the description on ebay reads beware cursed vintage painting dolls art creepy eerie warning 1967 and then it goes on to say, the woman at the flea market warned me before buying this and I will warn you, no good can come from this painting. Not really selling it, Dan. <laughs> um, probably sell it to the Warrens. <laughs> I didn't think much of it at the time. Just assumed she was one of those oddball dealers hawking their wares for cheap. As for the painting, it looked adorable with two innocent seeming dolls portrayed in it. But she was right. Don't be deceived. I don't know who curse, whose cursed blood was mixed in with the but its powers are strong um so he goes on to claim that after taking the painting home he hit an epic losing streak i it never says of what i don't know hamster racing (laughs) Uh, well that would make sense because his hamster um he woke up one morning to find that she had passed away uh, (gasps) and despite seeming in perfect health the previous day um so how do you for, know if your hamster is not in perfect health is the I, real question i no, i'm not really sure we're gonna have to check those hamster scholars are you so, a hamster doctor <laughs> i think that's called a veterinarian a vet. I think it's just a bit so he said uh for nearly a week dan uh was had um been racked with sickness loneliness sleeplessness and uneasiness and he was plagued with the discomforting thought that the dolls in the painting were watching his every move. That's scary. 
That's all. Yes. So um, Dan is trying to get rid of this mm-hmm. painting. Good luck, Dan. And it says, but why not pass it on and continue such a ter- and continue such a terrible legacy? Why not destroy it? Well, sure, setting the painting on fire could rid the world of the wickedness brought about by the peace, but it could just as easily unleash the evil. Um, and he doesn't want to risk that. So Dan, at the end of the day, is looking out for the rest of us. As for the details on the piece, uh, he says it it comes with the frame. It's dusty since he never got around to cleaning it after hanging it. <laughs> <laughs> I... I say, Dan, you should come on our show. We would love to interview you and ask you some questions about this painting. This is yes, uh, this is a fascinating one. I am I'm a little worried about Dan, but I also would love to talk to him. Yes, and you know he's selling it for uh fifty bucks. I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> I'm gonna buy it for our future pod loft. So, oh, I would love that. I, um, no, actually wouldn't. I don't know why I said that. I didn't mean it. It, I did not mean that. I don't want that in the pod loft, but I will post a picture of the painting on social media. I feel like if you buy a painting of two of the most terrifying versions of dolls in the world, you should expect it to be haunted. I don't understand why you would buy that. I bet the eyes, it's, I bet it's the kind where the eyes look like they follow you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not an it's not a hideous painting, but it's definitely not something that I would be drawn towards, but I don't know, who knows. All right. Well, let's get on to let's go from bad luck to good luck. Okay. Also, rest in peace, Dan's hamster. Yes. Sweet little baby, little fur baby. I actually really like hamsters. Her name was Michelle, I bet. <laughs> um, this article comes from NPR. And it is about a woman named LaQuadra Edwards. She liked to buy lottery tickets, and she was at a lottery machine in a grocery store. She mm-hmm. put in $40 like she did many other times. And just as she was about to push the button to her the lottery ticket of her choice, some rude asshole walked by her bumped into her without saying excuse me or i'm sorry and she accidentally pushed the wrong button okay yes and she ended up pushing a button for a 30 dollar ticket which she said (gasps) she would have never done because she normally buys the cheaper tickets in the machine same i do this every time i go to bel-air not 40 dollars though 10 uh well you gotta spend money to make money oh my god tell me she won (laughs) she takes the ticket to her car she unscratches it and it says that she is a winner of the cool sum of 10 million (gasps) dollars i'm so excited for her i feel like i won yes 10 million dollars and she was so freaked out she almost wrecked her car she didn't believe it. She couldn't believe it. She was like, this can't be true. She scanned it with her lottery app on her phone, mm-hmm. and it confirmed that she won $10 million, and she said she's going to buy a house and start a nonprofit with her money. Do you think that person who bumped her was some form, some form of an angel or spirit guide? Maybe. Was it John Travolta with wings? <laughs> What was that movie? What was it? Wings? No, what Michael. was that movie? Michael. Oh, God. 
<laughs> I don't know why I just thought of that, but oh my gosh, <laughs> um, that's incredible. That is fate. Yeah, wanted her to win. Yeah, I think it. That I thought that was amazing. I had to include that one. Um, all right, so now our next one. You might have heard this one has kind of been all over the place, but I thought if I didn't talk about it, it would be, you know, a crime. So this one comes from the New York Post, and it is about NASA scientists that are sending images of naked humans to space to potentially make contact with aliens. So I have a lot to say about this. Mm -hmm. And first of all, let me guess. It was a man's idea to send unsolicited news nudes to space. Um, just titties everywhere. <laughs> like, did it come with it? You up message too? <laughs> like, what is going on here? I. <laughs> so, but it's not. It's not what you think. It's like not a blurry picture of a boner with a next to a TV remote for a size reference. It's mm-hmm. actually a pixelated outline of a male and female body waving to appear friendly. Uh, but honestly, I can't think of anything more unfriendly to inappropriately naked people waving at me. I don't, sir, so, ma'am. They think, they think that these beings that are thousands, if not more years, it, more advanced than us, they wouldn't understand if we had clothes on in the picture? I'm like, why do we have to show them our genitals? <laughs> I don't care that we're naked. It, I, I mean, whatever. I don't care either way, but I just don't understand the, um, cause I, I actually, I've seen blurbs about this, but I haven't mm-hmm. actually read any articles. I just don't understand the, the thinking. Are they like, let's prove that we don't have like extra arms covered in weapons or <laughs> that what? We're not covered in scales or like, I don't robot. We don't have a gun hidden up our rectums. See, we're just here <laughs> naked. I don't know. Do they think other life in other forms in other galaxies would also be naked? I guess. Or not understand the idea of clothing at all. Like, I'm pretty sure if they can travel through space and time, they can understand that our bodies can't keep temperature appropriately so that we have to wear different types of clothing based on the weather. I mean, I just, it seems bizarre. But again, I'm not a NASA scientist, so. Um, Also... What if it does reach other life forms and they show up and they're naked? Yeah. Like, that would be awkward for everybody. They're like, oh, and we, like, greet them with clothes on. They're like, wait a minute. Whoa. I thought that this was a totally different party. Uh, Um, I misinterpreted that invitation. (laughs) It's like the interdimensional uh, version of having two pink flamingos facing each other in front of your (laughs) motorhome, which is the international symbol for swingers. Oh, also upside down pineapple, I think. Uh, I think also weird knockers on houses. If you use a knocker, that means you're a swinger. If it's a weird one. I just feel like we're sending mixed signals. (laughs) Okay, so I just, I don't get the naked thing. I mean, I guess, you know, it's good to be honest and put it all out there. I mean, they are also sending it with a pixelated diagram of human dna like the dna strand the um genome mm-hmm. or the curly thing that looks like mm-hmm. a noodle or whatever a pasta. yeah i've seen jurassic park i know <laughs> i know all about it so this is a quote from the article 
Quote, the proposed message includes basic mathematical and physical concepts to establish a universal means of communication, followed by information on the biochemical composition of life on Earth, the solar system's timestamp position in the Milky Way relative to the known globular clusters, as well as digitized depictions of the solar system and Earth's surface. So it's like you have all this science stuff and then dick and balls. Enjoy. Yeah. I mean, nudity is not, it's just being naked. It's not like it's sexual. They're not like kissing in the pictures. No, they're not doing any they of that. They should have sent Red Shoe Diaries into space. <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually should have sent uh, Freak by the Idaho Potato Commission. <gasps> Why? I would Missed opportunity. rather have the hum- all of human race represented by French, French fried, fried perfume. perfume. <laughs> Then buy a boring old picture of some dude's butthole. Well, I just feel like, no, they're not sexual. And nudity, like, is not sexual. We don't consider it sexual. Um, We really do, like, actively try not to sexualize bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just... I just don't know. It's like kind of like we're dumbing it down to whoever we're talking to. Yeah. This is us. See our penises? (laughs) We're just. (laughs) Look, we all have nipples, but only some of us use them. Anyways, I just thought that was. (laughs) I was actually trying to explain to my grandpa that we all start out as female in the womb and then chromosomes take over. And I was like, really? So it's kind of like penises are just like vaginas that fell out. Why are and, you telling your grandpa this? I don't know. What kind of fucking dinner table conversation are you having with your poor, poor grandpa? He just could not grasp the concept. I was like, well, why do you think you have nipples? You never use them. Like, you don't feed anything with them. He's like, joke's on you, Cassie. <laughs> I feed all my neighborhood cats. <laughs> This episode is so off the rails. <laughs> this is um, what happens when I drink green tea on the pod. Oh, you know what? I am drinking Dr. Pepper today and I do get kind of squirrely. So forgive us. All right. This, this is, this is, this is another, what happens. <laughs> this is another article that comes from The Mirror. And it is written by John Bett. And... It is a man's girlfriend chatted up by a ghost who texts her after a trip to a haunting hotspot. Yes. Okay. So a man said his girlfriend has been contacted by a ghost after the pair paid a spooky visit to a haunting hotspot. They went to New York and they visited an old pub or an old bar and he took a picture of a hallway leading to the restrooms that he thought was spooky and he sent that picture to his girlfriend. So. Okay. At one in the morning, a text went from the man's phone to his girlfriend's phone. He did not send the text and it said, can you call back later? Hmm. Yes. Isn't that strange? (laughs) okay i was originally thinking somebody just like 
attacked her and, you know, was sending texts to freak her out. But it is kind of interesting. It's from her boyfriend's phone. But I think you can still do that because that's how um, spammers will call you from a local number is somehow they get their number to show up as a local number even though they're calling from out of area mm-hmm. I've been yeah I get those now they're like spams and it's uh same area code as mine yeah they track you through apps that you have on your phone that shows your lo- location and then once they know the area code that's how they can do that so that they can trick you into answering your phone that's why you turn your location services off yeah um but I uh, I can see in our hyper digital hyper technology wait digital I don't know hyper technology fueled life I could see ghosts starting to use technology mm-hmm. to break through yes I am and it freaks me out I I would much rather have the traditional haunting in the sense like you know lights flickering mm-hmm. and tiny movements mm-hmm. here and there pictures painting kills your hamster (laughs) (laughs) the digital stuff freaks me out okay but the the text didn't stop at that one there was another text okay so 10 hours later from the man's phone sent uh, the man's phone or the ghost to the phone sent another text to his girlfriend and this one read we are inv space 4n space two space z space four and b maybe i have no idea nobody know nobody knows okay, wait 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 say it again i'm gonna write it down well i i okay so he did google it uh, uh, i thought i was gonna crack this case on air okay you can go, go ahead no nope too late what does it mean what does it mean Okay, so he Googled, he said, I Googled these numbers and it came up with an equation created by a German scientist, Armand Huckel. The Huckel formula using 4n plus 2 is a calculation of molecular orbitals on electron systems. So I'm wondering, did life on another planet get our nudes and is now trying to communicate through this man's cell phone? Yes. Yes, that's it. You've sold it riddle salt okay was it trying to give him the was it trying to describe what their bodies are made out of are there whatever (laughs) things are made out of there i don't know i have no idea and they haven't received a text like that before or or since that second text message so i thought that was kind of freaky i think a digital ghost is is pretty freaky Okay, so we were just talking about (laughs) ghosts moving through technology, and Cassie's computer just blew up, fully exploded. No, but her Wi-Fi went out, and it was weird and scary. It was totally weird and scary, and all of a sudden, it was just like, okay, I have a digital ghost. I'm a little worried. So if you hear, like, the sound of a scary voice in the background, it's it's probably because Cassie's haunted digitally yes um so uh, on under these circumstances let's end this i have my what we're going to end it i have one more news story that okay. i find kind of terrifying and scary um okay so rats are up 60 percent in new york um 
That's really great news. Yeah. Digital ghosts and now this? <laughs> yes. Okay. They're, I guess the rats are kind of out of control in New York. And this article comes from APNnews.com. And they're, they're in 2010, mm-hmm. the whole year, decade, excuse me, of 2010. <laughs> okay. Um, there were 10,500 sightings reported in New York of rats. Just in this last year, 25,000. Wow. Um, so I think while we were uh, pandemicking, the mm. rats have strengthened their numbers and mm. they are um, running rampant. I, they, uh, Former Mayor Bill de Blasio spent tens of millions of dollars yikes, on efforts to reduce the rat population in targeted neighborhoods through more frequent trash pickups, more aggressive housing inspections, and replacing dirt basements with um, apartment buildings, in some apartment buildings with concrete. The city also launched a program to use dry ice to suffocate rats in their burrows, which it sounds like brutal. Okay, calm down, New York. Uh, once demonstrating the technique for reporters at an event where workers chase but never caught one of the fleeing critters. So um, it doesn't really sound like it's very effective. I'm sorry. It's just so silly. My face. I just am sitting here with the most disgusted look on my face. Um, uh, okay, so during a recent <laughs> conference in Times Square, Adams announced that the city's latest effort is padlocked curbside trash bins, and they're intended to reduce the big piles of garbage bags that turn into buffets for rodents. Um, so, uh, uh, I get—I mean, not I guess—I know rats are a public health concern, major public health concern. Um, mm-hmm. They can literally survive on less than an ounce of food per day. And they are associated with disease, um, according to rat scholars. And that's a direct quote from the article, Rat Scholars. Wow. So I wonder who is teaching at the rat college for the rat scholars. Master Splinter. (laughs) Templeton. (laughs) Fievel. Yes. That was like my favorite movie. I was like a high activity kid and I remember... I used to go to my great grandparents after school and they bought me one of those like indoor little tiny trampolines and I just jump on a trampoline and watch Five Goes West just for hours. <laughs> and, I mean, and it's no wonder now why I have medication for my ADHD. They just medicated me with the tiny trampoline indoors. I think that would be a good addition to your ADHD medication is a tiny trampoline. I, I thought it's, about getting one. It's a one. good way to move your body. It's a good way to watch a movie. It's yeah. a good way to get a little motion sick. I'm assuming. <laughs> no, seriously. So, yeah, um, our thoughts and prayers go out to New York City and the rat infestation they're dealing with right now. Um, I guess, and I've also seen videos on social media where rats are just like running in Central Park, and people mm-hmm. who've lived there for for years have said like we've never seen the rats this bold before and I guess rats have been a problem in New York City since its beginning so it's not anything new but I think um, people's theory is that when um, during the pandemic in New York when everybody Mm -hmm. was um, in their house 
that the underground systems like the subways and stuff weren't getting a lot of like leftover food or drop food and the rats have now come to the surface and are now searching the streets for food. So I heard that too, that during the pandemic, the rat situation was bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that New York has different issues with trash, trash pickup, mm-hmm. um, trash piling up. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe the people that um, take care of the city's trash maybe need better resources or better pay yeah, or something. Probably. But I mean, everybody needs better pay. How about we train yeah. the rats to pollinate flowers to help the bees out? Um, no, not a good idea. Not my best idea. You know, I liked your cocaine back and coke stance <laughs> on from the last episode better than the rats pollinating flowers. Okay, stance. hey, I'm just gonna say that. Like, I mean, I don't see a problem with trying to repurpose the rats. How about you teach the rats to be uh, uh, pick up the streets? You know what? That's a good idea, and we will take a note from Ninja Turtles and also teach them kung fu. Neighborhood watch and trash pickup. That's a stance I can get behind. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then that's a that's a perfect place to leave this episode off. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this hot potato breaking news segment episode. I know. I learned a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We truly, truly appreciate you. Thank you for your um, ratings, your great reviews, Mm -hmm. and thank you for sharing our podcast with your weirdest friends. Yeah, and your listener emails. Keep those coming. We love to hear from you guys. Um, If anybody knows of a good brand of socks, I'm in the market for like soft, cozy socks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, on that note, don't forget to love yourself, lock your doors, and listen to your gut. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. (laughs) 